Welcome to another edition of the Entrepreneur Master Series. You've got me, I'm the real Jason Duncan, and, and we got a great show scheduled for you today. Uh, but before we get into the show and I tell you about our topic, I want to tell you what this is. So you might be coming to this for the first time. Maybe you're watching this live on the YouTube or you're live streaming on, on LinkedIn, but no matter where you are, this webinar, I do this webinar twice a month every other Wednesday, and it's completely free to you as an entrepreneur. These are designed for entrepreneurs to give great value, to show you how to learn to do better things in your business, to scale your business quicker, faster, better, and ultimately to live the life that you want to live. The Entrepreneur Master Series is a 90-minute live webinar series dedicated, like I said, to bring you high-quality content. And we bring in great guest experts like we've got today with Aaron Saafi. We're going to bring in great guest experts to share with you things on finances, marketing, branding, uh, you know, uh, accounting, whatever it happens to be. We're going to be doing a deep dive, tactical stuff, and you get to engage. You get to do live. Now, here's the thing. If you're live streaming this on YouTube or, or LinkedIn, uh, we can't take questions from the live audience on those. But if you're in the Zoom webinar, we're going to give you the opportunity to ask live questions during the event today live right here, right now. You can ask those questions and I'll show you how to do that in just a minute. But before we get into that, let me tell you who we've got with us today. Today, we have none other than the wonderful Darren Sayafi, one of the coolest last names I've ever heard. I don't know about you, but Darren Sayafi is the president of CBMS and my prosperity tree. It's consulting services that provides uh, really high-level stuff around accounting and bookkeeping. And so in the month of January, both of our EMS episodes are on accounting and bookkeeping. So we did tax strategies at the last one. Today, we're doing cash flow strategies. We're going to look at some really interesting stuff. The name of today's webinar is From Negative to Positive, Three Simple Steps to Improve Your Cash Flow. And as uh, Darren says, profit is not an event. Profit is a habit. And our dreams as entrepreneurs is to have financial freedom, right? That's what we started a business to begin with. That's why we did it. This webinar is going to help you turn into a reality. You're going to learn three steps to permanently change your profitability to positive cash flow so that you can run your business profitably, not only here in 2023, but for the rest of your life. So today is what we're doing. Well, let me introduce you to our guest, Darren Sire. So, Darren, come on to the camera here. How you doing, Darren? Good, Jason. Uh, you know, I really thank you for uh, letting me come on the show. I'm really excited about this. I'm pumped up. I know you and I have been working together now for a few months. So, uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm really excited to be able to share all of this great stuff. And you do a great job with all of these webinars. And I'm just going to echo what you were saying before is, he, he, you know, Jason's bringing on experts that you should be watching. You should be picking this up. If you're an entrepreneur, you want to grow your business, great tips and tricks. And, you know, I look at every day as an opportunity to learn something new. And, you know, I've been around a long time and I've learned a lot of things. Uh, something's good, something's bad. But, you know, you always keep your eyes open, your ears open and, you know, keep moving forward. That's the key, right? That's right. Well, Darren is a, a speaker. He's an author. He's accountant, a leadership and operational expert. He's got over 30 years experience and working with numerous clients all across the country in many different industries, both as an accountant and as a C-level executive. And he's taken those lessons that he's learned in those years of experience, and he's learned the best practices and how to provide consulting services 
around those best practices to service clients all the way across the country, including yours truly. I found him because I read Profit First. And if you haven't read Profit First, you're going to want to read it, especially after this uh, webinar today. You're going to you're going to be inundated with concepts from Profit First because he is a Profit First professional, certified professional. I'll let him tell a little bit more about that in a minute. But that book, literally, the content of that book is probably the best book I've ever read on business, specifically on business. And I credit the content of that book written by Mike Michalowicz, uh with of Save a Bacon in 2019, one of the worst years I ever had in business. But because I set my book, had set my books up, I think we did it in 18, we set our books up the right way. We were able to weather the storms. So Darren is the, is, is the guy that's going to help us with that. He's also the co-host of a digital television show, The Business Power Hour with Darren and the Music Man. It's a show dedicated to the, to the advancement of small business, learning their stories of success and sharing them with the world. He graduated from LIUCW post University with a BS in accounting and finance. He's also a private pilot and a lieutenant colonel in the United States Air Force Auxiliary. So thank you for your service, Darren. So uh, so here's what we're gonna do. So guys, we're gonna we're gonna break this down in just a minute and talk about these three steps to profitability, how to get to permanent profitability, to go from negative to positive. And Darren's gonna be leading the conversation, and I hope to be a, a good host to host the conversation. So for you, if you're on Zoom right now, what I want you to do is look at the bottom of your screen. There's a little bubble that says Q&A. looks like a little Q&A bubbles. And if you have a question, that is the type of question. That is the only place we will be able to interact. Uh, we've got Garen Parkins with Deskrig as our producer. He's on the back end producing all this and making it. He'll be filtering the questions and feeding that both uh, those to both Darren and, uh, and me as we go through this. So if you've got a question and you're on Zoom watching this live, click that Q&A, be ready to ask your questions. And I know I've got a lot of people that are in my circle of influence, like clients of mine, people that I work with, that said they wanted to come today because they wanted to learn some of these bookkeeping secrets. So, so Darren, why don't you kick it off and tell us a little bit first about what it means to be a Profit First Certified Professional. You're Pumpkin Plan Certified. You're also a Certified Advisor with Fix This Next. So tell us a little bit about that to kind of set the stage, and then we'll get into the meat. Absolutely. So, you know, as, as you mentioned, I've been doing this for over 30 plus years. And one of the things that we found, like early 2000, when my partner and I actually created this particular firm, we said, let's work with smaller businesses because we worked with very large businesses and, you know, they have their multiple levels of management and they have their systems in place. And, you know, our jobs are coming in. We were help tweaking them and, and helping them along in that way. And we started working with smaller businesses and we actually started working with a lot of startups. And one of the things that we saw was people who are in startups and you've experienced this as some, as an entrepreneur that started some businesses. And I'm sure most of our guests have, experience this too is you sit there and you're very good at what you do so actually executing the product or service that you're bringing is easy that's the easy part it's all the other things that happen in between that you have to get a handle on and one of the things that we saw was you know we're coming in and we're doing the accounting we're doing the um, bookkeeping everything like that and we said hey you know what they're missing something. They're missing operations. They're missing all of these things. And that's how we got involved in a lot of these smaller companies, building them on the C-level and, and bringing C-level uh, experience to them. 
But one of the things I was always looking for was a way to like combine everything, put it into one different program. Very early on, I read E-Myth, you know, and then, uh, you know, I got involved with EOS, uh, you know, so all, all great stuff. But they didn't address everything. They gave you a basic framework to put in. But one of the things that I always notice is they never put the numbers in there. They never taught you how to manage your numbers. Now, as an accountant, and this is one of the things that I always found to be uh, uh, interesting, is sitting down with my clients. And, you know, I know, Jason, you've, ex- you've done that. You sat down with your accountant. He gave you a balance sheet. He gave you a P&L. He gave you a cash flow statement. He read through with it. He threw all of these different terms that you had no idea what the hell he was talking about because accountants do that, right? We want to sound smart. So we, we put out words that you just don't understand. And, you know, we'll say a profit and loss statement or we'll say a P&L or we'll say, a, you know, an income statement or a statement of position. You know, we do all of these different things to try to make ourselves sound smarter. And what I was finding that was when I, when I was sitting with my clients, after a while, I was, I was getting the feeling that they were just yesing me to death so they can get out of the room because they had no idea what I was talking about. And one of the things I, I saw was, you know, business owners, for the most part, they don't really care about a lot of the things that, as accountants, we look at. Now, you got to remember, when you go and sit with your accountant, accountant's an historian by trade. We're reporting to you what has happened, not what's going to happen or how to prepare based on what has happened, how to prepare on the go forward. That's not most accountants. Most accountants are just going to sit with you, give you that stuff. So I was looking for a way to put everything together and, you know, reading different things and that. And then a client came to me and he actually gave me profit first. And he brought this book to me and he said, hey, read this book. Tell me what you think. Now, as an accountant, when you read this book, you go, wait a second, this guy's got everything all backwards. But as I read it and as I, you know, really got into it, I went, wow, this simplifies everything. This is what I've been looking for to bring to my clients, but it was really profit first is really focused on cash management and, you know, making those small corrections in your business to get you more profitable and really give you some ideas on how to work forward. Now it's creating structure, you know, doing all those different things. And I came across pumpkin plan, Mike McCallowitz wrote pumpkin plan, pumpkin plan really works on creating your systems, identifying your clients, doing all of those different things to really build a full business. And then there's Fix This Next, another Mike Michalowicz book. Fix This Next is, okay, when you get everything set up and it's running, you got to fine tune it. And that's what Fix Fix This Next is all about. And, you know, I'm like, okay, how do I bring these things together? Because going to a client like you, Jason, and say, okay, today we're going to work on Profit First. And then tomorrow we're going to work on pumpkin plan. And then, you know what, we're going to throw some fixes. Next. It can get kind of confusing for the client, right? So was, I was actually on the phone with one of my coaches at Profit First because that's one of the things, as a certified Profit First professional, we get coached. You know, here's what's going on in the industry. Here's what's going on. And I said, well, how do I bring those three things together? I did this, right? And she said, oh, you mean like a money tree? And I got to give Liz Sporn, Liz uh, with, with uh, Profit First Professionals. She was, she was my coach. She goes, you mean like a money tree? And I said, yeah. And 
and and Jason, I don't know if you want to you want to show your money tree. That's a money tree. So it's it's multiple trees wrapped together. And if you think about it, that's what a business is. So my prosperity tree, and Garen, if you could put up that that graphic for me, my prosperity tree is all about blending profit first, pumpkin plan, fix this next, as well as our own personal experiences and putting our touch on it and bringing that to business owners. So they have a system that you can use to actually build your business in, a, in an easy, systematic way. You know, you mentioned before I, I'm, I'm a uh, pilot in the United States Air Force Auxiliary. When we're flying from point A to point B, you know, people don't realize, sometimes they don't think about it, but when an airplane's in the, in the air, the wind is pushing it. Right. So we're flying like, you know, we have a a straight line between, say, here and Albany, for example. I'm flying in Albany, but if the wind's pushing me to the side, I'm going to get off course. Well, to stay on course, one of the things that we do, we don't do any drastic changes. Okay, we do small corrections. And that's what this program is all about. It's my prosperity. It's all teaching you how to do small corrections, because when we do drastic corrections, what happens? It's like going on a diet. Right. I'm going to go on a diet. I'm going to go on a crash diet. In one month, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. You, you, you know, you stop eating everything. You stop eating your carbs. You stop eating your bread. You stop eating all of that. You lose your 10 pounds, and then what do you do? You go right back to the way you are. So we teach you all the different habits and to go about that. So, you know, I, I mentioned before that we're kind of turning everything upside down. So, Jason, let me ask you this question, right? When you got into business yeah. – you know, the most important thing about business is what? Sales, right? Because without sales, you don't have money, you don't have a business. Then what were you taught? You have sales and then what's the next thing that you have to take care of? You got expenses. You got expenses, right? So the generally accepted accounting principle is sales minus expenses equals profit, right? What's left over? for you how many business owners i don't know you know who's watching right now but how many business owners have started a business and said hey i'm always going to have that profit in there even though i price out everything the way it should be i know what my margins are and i'm going to take home my profit every month how many people actually take all of their profit i'm sure not many of you and it's the reason being is that behaviorally we always put what's first as most important So number one is, okay, we got to get sales. So that's always most important. But if we put expenses here, right, that's the second most important thing. And then we're not thinking about ourselves. We're not thinking about the profit. So a profit first, profit first has kind of flipped it on us from a behavioral standpoint. So what they've done is their formula, and, and I know you know this from the book, is sales minus profit equals expenses. And the reason why that's done is because we're going to think about profit before we think about the expenses. One of the things that we should be doing is we should be looking at, okay, guys, you know, I know how much money I need to live. I'm going to create my sales. I'm going to create my pricing based on knowing how much money I need to live. And what expenses I expect to have in accordance with that. 
So if I have $100,000 worth of sales, I know my expenses can only be $20,000 in, in order for me to make $80,000 a year. We're just using the round numbers as an example. So with this formula, what we're going to do is for every dollar that comes in, we're going to take 80 cents and we're going to put it aside. We're going to take that money right out. Right. And this, the reason why we do this is because most business owners live by something called Parkinson's law. Now, have you, have you ever heard about Parkinson's law, Jason? Do you know anything about it? Yeah. I do, okay. and I, I'm one of the few people that know that there are two Parkinson's laws. I know which one you're going to talk about, but the people right. don't know the other one. I, I know that very well. Okay, so Parkinson's law is whatever resources we have, we tend to consume. So if we get if we have a plate of food and we pile it on, most people will finish that plate of food. Because like when I was a kid, you know, my mother always said, "Finish what's on your plate." It was always you know this this starving kids in Africa or starving kids around the world. You know, eat everything that I put on your plate. So we would consume everything's there. So the more money that comes into the company, we tend to consume through expenses because we have this extra money now. Like, oh, we can spend it on that. Oh, we can spend it on this. Well, Parkinson's law, you know, and and what what Parkinson said, this is a theorist back in the 1950s. He said that if we give ourselves the opportunity to consume this, we're going to consume it. And what Profit First has said, hey, you know what? Let's use smaller plates. And by using smaller plates, we're now taking that money and we're dividing it up into multiple areas. Okay? So we create, I I, I think I want to put it this way, but we're going to get into the, the creation of the accounts in a few minutes. But what we do is we create multiple bank accounts. And Jason, you know, we, we've been through this where we create at least five bank accounts. And the reason why we create these five bank accounts is we're, we're going to break out all our money. So we use one bank account just to deposit everything that we get. And then based on calculations that we're going to talk about a little bit later, we're going to break out profit. You see, I put profit first. Okay. Then we're going to break out owner's comp, what you need to make, all right? Then we're going to break out your taxes. And then what's going to be last is expenses, okay? I know a lot of entrepreneurs are sitting there going, but I'm either a new company or I'm a growing company or I haven't been around that long. And I just don't have the revenue to pay my expenses, all right? If you can't pay your expenses, real simple. If you can't pay your expenses, you can't afford your expenses. So you need to cut your expenses and you need to live within what you got. More people get themselves in trouble because they'll go borrow against the house and they'll go, uh, you know, live without a paycheck and live off the spouse's income because they're going to get this thing going in the hopes of next year is going to be a better year and next year is going to be a better year. And Jason, you as, you know, the, the, uh, uh, you know, expert in being an exeter, I'm sure you hear this all the time, is I never seem to, to be able to make enough money to, for me to walk away, right? And this is one of the strategies to do this. Let's break this money out. And when you break the money out, you don't touch it. You put it into the separate buckets and you don't touch it. 
And the reason why we do that is because most business owners, it's real simple. They do something we call bank balance accounting. You know what bank balance accounting is? I pick up my phone in the morning. I go into my bank app and I look how much money is in my account. How many business owners live like that? I'm sure there are tons of them that are saying, yeah, I do. that's what I look at. Okay, yeah, I'll get through today or I'm going to get through this week. Well, with Profit First, we're going to break out the accounts. So you can just quickly look at your bank accounts and you know where you're at. You know what accounts, you know, you know you have enough money for payroll, for example. You know you have enough money to pay yourself. You know you have enough money for your taxes. You know you have, you know, enough money for your expenses. One thing I hear all the time is, well, I'm getting this money in and, you know, you're saying I should break this out for this, that, this out for that. I wasn't going to break it out just yet. I was going to use the money, and then when the time came, I was going to use other money to, to take care of that. Well, with, you know, with, with Profit First, we say, no, 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 we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that anymore because it's just, it just it gets to be to a point where you're just in this, you know, juggle wheel of just going around and around and around and around and around, and it just doesn't stop. And you got to get yourself out of it. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying, and, and the way this program is set up, we're not saying don't change your, your habits. Let's leverage your habits. Let's take the things that you do and how you do them. And let's not drastically change what you're doing, but just make small corrections. Making small corrections initially is really works very well. So with that said, Here's what I want to, want to do first. There's a lot of different ways of this. One of the things that we do is we break out these profits, okay? Uh, we, break out, we break out our bank balances. And to do that, and uh, Garen, if you could, we're going to use this thing called an instant assessment. And if anybody wants uh, the instant assessment, I'm sure if you got a good shot of it, uh, you can, you can uh, work out work through this worksheet. But if you want this worksheet, you can contact and Jason, they can reach out to you, which you'll put them in touch with me and, you know, we'll go from there or however you want to do it. You can go to myprosperitytree.com and just make a request for the instant assessment worksheet and just let me, let everybody know that you saw me here. Um, but the yeah, is- anything, anything that anybody here, anything that you hear on this show today, mm-hmm. you can always get that directly from me. You just had to send me a DM, got to reach out through my website. I'll be happy to get you any of the resources that Darren shares. And of course, at the end, we're going to be sharing Darren's contact information. So if you wanted to reach out to him directly, mm-hmm. obviously he would welcome you to reach out to him directly. Hey, but before you get into this instant assessment, Darren, if I might, if yep. I could kind of interject a little bit, sure, as absolutely. somebody has been doing somebody that's been doing profit first for years and multiple businesses, um, you know, the one of the one of the things to get our head wrapped around, you got to work with your banker to get this is the, are these bank accounts because yes. profit first is not just hey take your profit first and then pay what's your expenses with what's left over. That's the theory, but mm-hmm. there are there are a lot of steps to make sure that happens. So I want to reiterate those bank accounts. And I know this is what you talked about a moment ago. So you're going to have an account, you have a bank account that has your income. So anybody that pays you that goes into that. So all of your invoices go out and everything, you know, if you got a Stripe account or you're using PayPal, all of your income goes into the income. account. Right. So, and so you, the in- 
the you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna set up. You're gonna go to your bank now. Look, everybody goes well. You know what? My bank charges me twenty dollars a month or ten dollars a month to have a bank account with them. There are a lot of banks out there. Most usually the small regional banks where they don't charge any fees at all. As a matter of fact, a lot of credit unions. If you if you have some credit unions close to you. They actually pay you to have the bank accounts. They give you interest instead of charging you fees. So the, the banks that we use, in our, even in my firm, is, and, and I love this. When we first started using Profit First, we switched banks. And I went, wait a second, I'm not paying fees anymore. And they're giving me money every month. I'm earning interest on every dollar that I have in there. And it doesn't matter. I don't have to have minimums and things like that. But what you're going to do is, look, the minimum to set up is five bank accounts. My firm, we have 13. Okay. And you can have, and Jason, I'm sure, you know, in your companies too, you have multiple different bank accounts based on the needs. I have one client that has 19 bank accounts because he wants to separate them, the money that intensely. Okay, and we've set that up and everybody goes, well, that's a management nightmare. No, not really. Once you get understanding how it's going to work, it becomes quite simple. Okay, because what's going to happen is like, as you said, Jason, everything's going to go into your income account. And then you're going to move the money from income to profit to owner's comp to tax to operational expenses. You know, and, and like you said, it sounds easy, but it's it's not easy. And we're not we're not going to sit there and go, OK, well, you know, and, and if you look at this assessment sheet, it says that, OK, if you make between zero and two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year in sales, you know, you're <clears throat> you're your uh, your percentages or count percentages should be as follows should be 5% to profit, 50% to owner's pay, 15% to tax, and 30% to uh, operating expenses. That's not always the case. Most clients, and I actually have one client we started with where they were losing money. So they actually had negative numbers. So I talked about small corrections. So typically when we, when we look at your company and we say, okay, this is where you should be and this is where you are, we're going to take, four to six or even eight quarters to get there, depending on how much of an adjustment we have to make. And we'll spread that, spread that out. And every quarter we'll adjust it a little bit. So we're taking a little bit more for here, a little bit more for there. Most companies that we start working with the first quarter, we're using 1% for profit. We're just taking 1% and we're just moving it over. So for every dollar, we're taking a penny and that's it. And we're just moving that over. And that's a slow way of getting people used to moving that money over. And what happens very quickly is, okay, I don't have, and, you know, most companies that we see, we will see that their operating expenses are 60 to 70%, and they should be 30%. Well, how are we going to change that? Well, I can't take all of this money and move it at the same time. So we do slow progressions in taking the money out. We don't immediately just say, okay, this is where we're going to be because it won't work that way. It's like that diet. If we make the radical change in the beginning, it won't last. If we, if we take our time moving through, and you've seen the e-crop, right, the, the analysis that we do, 
you'll see that, okay, it's a sixth quarter. My E crop's typically a six quarters. We're going to make this six quarter adjustment. The first quarter, we're going to, we're going to, uh, we're going to move the percentages a little bit on a the dial. Then the next quarter, we're going to move it a little bit more. And then next quarter, we're a little bit forward. And during that time, we're going to make the adjustments that we need in order to be more and more profitable. Yeah. And that, I, what, what I like about this, uh, the profit system as a user uh, mm-hmm. you're, you're a practitioner, but I, from a user, and I know you're also a user, but for, as a user on my side, rather than a practitioner, what, what people think is, well, I don't, I don't have any profit to allocate. I don't, I'm not making any money as the owner. I don't have, I'm not saving money for taxes, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, here's, here's the thing. You're, what you think about, you bring about your mindset delivers your reality. So mm-hmm. if you're living in a reality where you don't, you're not taking any profits because of the way you're thinking about your money. And so right. what Darren is saying and what the profit first mentality tells us is we have to start thinking about our money differently. Like he said, he showed that sales minus expenses is profit. No, it's sales minus profit is expenses. When you flip that, your mindset changes and you'd be surprised how much profit and owner compensation is actually in your cash flow. And that was the promise mm-hmm. of today's webinar is that there's three steps that you from negative to positive pretty easily. Even if you think right now you're losing money and you don't have any profit, there is a way that you can make that change. And what Darren is talking about right now is something you really need to pay attention to. And whether mm-hmm. or not you end up using Darren or somebody like you need some, you need to read this book and start implementing this. So Five bank accounts is the way place to start. And now, you know, Darren's got this assessment he wants to share with us on how to how to start thinking about this. So, right, great, Darren. Good. Yeah. Well, good thank advice. you, thank you, Jason. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, and you know what? There's hundreds of profit first professionals across the country that service different niches and industries because some people will go, well, you know, you may you, you don't work on my industry, or I don't think you're right for my industry, or you know what? I don't like you. Uh, that's okay. You don't have to like me, but I encourage you to reach out to a profit first professional, uh, you know, to, to get some guidance. Even if it's initial guidance, they can help you just getting set up and getting going, uh, you know, as well as, uh, you know, helping you through the process. Most profit first professionals will also offer those other services that we talked about, the bookkeeping and the accounting and, you know, and even tax work. But getting back to the instant instant assessment. I think everybody can quickly do this uh, just with a scratch paper. So one of the things you're going to notice on here is something called real revenue. And we talk about real revenue and profit first. And what real revenue is, is that that disposable revenue. What I mean by is after our initial hard costs, and what we define hard costs as is materials and subcontractors. Those are the things that typically we don't have a lot of control over in order to produce our products. So typically manufacturers, uh, contractors, things like that. When you take your materials and your subcontractors out, it's, it's basically your cost of goods, you know, your, your net profit or your gross profit after cost of goods sold. But you're not including your own payroll. Because a lot of times when they calculate their cost of goods sold, people will say, okay, the direct labor that I use to create this revenue should be in my cost of goods sold. Yes, from a reporting standpoint, yes. But from a profit first standpoint, no. And the reason being is because we have control over those costs. 
we can cut back on personnel. We can adjust salaries. We can, you know, move those numbers around to make them fit to what we have to fit. I was just having a conversation this morning with one of my clients. We were sitting down. Their business is slowing down a little bit. And we were talking about personnel. How many people do we really need to, to accomplish the goals that they're doing? And they're talking about restructuring their company. Company and like, well, you know, I don't need five guys in this area. I only need three, and but I need two more people in this other area, so I can actually shift them over. And instead of hiring two people in this new area, I'm saving two jobs, but I'm I'm moving people over to a different area. You know, these are all things that you can look at. And sometimes, you know what? Let's face it. If you know the economy starts to hurt a little bit, sometimes you got to lay people off. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because at the end of the day, you're in business to make money. We're all in business to make money. We all love what we do. I love what I do. I know, Jason, you love what you do because uh, you keep telling me I'm not retiring. This is, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Uh, and, and we're lucky enough that we do love what we do. Not a lot of people do. But with that said, most entrepreneurs, they're doing stuff they love to do. Okay, so you got to get to your real revenue. So if you get your subcontractors out and, you know, you get your, your direct costs, materials, uh, you know, you, you back that out of your revenue number, then you're going to have your real revenue. And from there, we're going to make our allocation. So on this spreadsheet, what I want everybody to do with this worksheet, you can do this on a scratch pad. Uh, you know, you got your top line revenue, you, you subtract out your materials and subs, and you got your real revenue, all right? Then I want you to write down your profit, even if it's negative. I want you to write your profit down. So, you know, if you lost $50,000 last year, write negative $50,000, okay? How much money did you make? Now, here's, here's something you got to understand about owner's comp. Most people go, well, it's the money I took out of the company. If you're a sole proprietor or you're in a partnership, you get guaranteed payments and things like that. But it's not just the money you take out of the company. It's also, is your car paid for? Are you charging gas through the company, right? Is your cell phone paid for? Things that you would typically as an employee not get reimbursed for, those are things that are part of owner's comp. So you got to make sure that number is in there because you want to make sure all your stuff is still paid for. Okay, and you got to back that out of, of uh, your operating expenses. And then whatever money you took out of the company to pay your taxes. Uh, you, you know what's I – don't, I don't want to say it's funny, but one of the things I run into all the time when we start working with small business owners is tax time comes and they never have enough money for their taxes. And they can't understand why they have to pay so much taxes. Well, if you're monitoring this all year long, you'll know how much money you're making. You'll know what your taxes are going are expected to be, and you'll be ready for it. The money will be there. You can start making quarterly payments. You can start doing things like that because you're going to have a separate account with that information in there. And then yeah, it's I think one of the I think one of the cool things about what Profit First has done, Darren, and I know it's not just for me, but for everybody, is it reveals um, how much the, uh, the business is stealing from mm -hmm. me as the owner and how right. much it's stealing from the government. And, and, you know, you can steal from me and I'm going to be pissed off about it. 
and there's not anything I'm going to do about it because it's my business. But if you steal from the government, you could go to jail. So, right. so what this what this does, it allows you to see, okay, if I bring in a hundred thousand dollars in revenue and I'm allocating, say, ten percent of that to of real revenue. We'll say mm-hmm. if we got a hundred thousand dollars of real revenue and we allocate ten percent towards taxes, that's pretty easy. It goes right. into tax into the tax account, and then once a quarter you write a check, that's it. You don't owe the government any more money than that, and you can track it. Same right. thing. If you say, Hey, I want to take as the owner, I want to have a or 40 or even 50% owner comp out of real revenue, then you take that as it comes in. And then if whatever's left over, that's what your OPEX is. That's what you're operating your business. That's your operating expenses. If you can't do that, then you need to figure something out. You don't let the company steal money out of your pocket or out of the government's pocket. Right. And, you know, look, one of the biggest things that we find all the time in OPEX is when we do this is that, Hey, you know what? That thing's only 20 bucks a month. We'll get it. Let's pay for Spotify for the office. Let's pay for little things like that. And when you look at it, and this is one of the things I always tell my clients is you got to ask yourself, can you live without it? Can you operate your business without it? If you, if the answer is yes, you don't need it. You don't, you absolutely don't need it. So why would you spend for it? Okay, and, you know, you talk about why would you spend for that when you can put that money in your own pocket? Now, granted, Spotify for the office, things like that, that could be something for morale and, and, you know, I get that. But in the beginning, you know what, there's free, there's a lot of free radio on the Internet now. There's a lot of free, you know, a lot of things that you could do for free that most people pay for. We tend to find probably of OPEX expenses they really don't need at minimum 10% of the OPEX they're doing, they don't really need. And we figure out how to get inventive on, okay, we take this away. How are we going to accomplish what we were doing with this thing? More times than not, people buy software subscriptions that are supposed to help them build their business. They start using it and then it just goes by the wayside, but they still get charged for it every month you know, CRMs and, and things like And then somebody tells them about another one and they start that up. And they never cancel these things because sometimes it's just a, a real pain in the neck to cancel it, right? So it's it's so important that to always look at, we, we reevaluate our expenses every quarter. We were just going through this two weeks ago where we sat down and we pulled up every expense we had for the year and we were like, why do we have this? You know, do we really need need to, you know, do we really need this thing? Let's get rid of this. And we actually cut out about 3% of our operating expenses. But we tend to do this during the year. It's, oh, okay, I need this right now, or I need this, and you grab it and you run with it, and or I need this for this particular uh, project or whatever. But uh, it's so, so important to just stay on top of these things, and it doesn't take a lot of time to do it. It really doesn't take a lot. You got, if you got some good help, you got some good support, even the back office stuff, right? Jason, you know, this, uh, you know, you know, having help with that, getting the bookkeeping done when it's supposed to be done, things you don't have to worry about, but you get the information you need to better run your business. So getting back to this now, so getting, putting in your operating expenses, then what I want you to do is come up with the, with the percentages. So, you know, you, you take your, your, your top, your real revenue, 
and you divide that into each number. Now, we have something called caps, which is really actually the actual percentages that you're using right now, okay? This is where we are at. And most people, we always start with the caps, and then we work to our taps where you should be, okay? And if you notice, you know, we have different categories. So if you're 0 to 250, 250 to 500, 500 to a million, so on and so forth, this is where these percentages should end up. And you're going to see that right now you're not in line with pretty much any one of them, probably not even close. So what we do is, like I said, we will make small adjustments. So, for example, say that right now, uh, say we had negative revenue, right? We're at at negative 3%, okay? So we'll say we're at negative 3% in in, uh, profit. We're at, you know, 5% in owner's comp. Uh, my taxes is zero. I haven't saved anything for taxes. I haven't put any money. And, and you know what? I actually owe the government. I put myself on a payment plan. So I'm not even uh, taking that. And then my expenses, okay, my expenses are 93%, 90, no, it's negative three. So it's negative three. It's 98% of the money that comes in goes out for expenses. That's the way I have it right now. Cause I only have 5% for me and I have negative 3% in profit. So what we'll do right in situations like that, we've run into situations like that. We'll say, okay, initially what we're going to take, we're going to take 1% for profit. We're just going to move 1% over. Okay. And they're like, well, I'm not going to be able to make my bills. You will trust me. You're going to see within 30 to 60 days that I, my apologies. I thought I shut that off. Uh, you're going to see in 30 to 60 days that, that we are, you know, that you, you're going to have better cash flow. You're absolutely going to have better cash flow. I tell people this all the time. I can instantly change the way that your cash flow runs and make it better for you. So you have cash yeah. every day. So with that said, Right, so we're going to take small small adjustments. We'll do one percent for the first quarter into profit. We'll take another percentage point for owner's comp. So we'll go from five percent to six percent. We'll take two percent for taxes because we got to start building that up. Right. So now we just got nine percent, and we went from ninety eight percent to ninety one percent in our operating expenses. That's when we start when we go to work. Right, and we and we start looking at those expenses. So, you know, everybody yeah. says, I got I to cut expenses, I got to cut expenses, I got to cut expenses, you know, and, you know, that's a big part of being an entrepreneur, you, you know, the old saying, you got to spend money to make money, isn't totally true. It's not totally true. You don't necessarily have to uh, spend money to make money. There's a lot of different ways you can do things without actually spending money. You know, just from a marketing standpoint with SEO, right? You really don't have to spend a lot of money to be in people's faces every day with Facebook and LinkedIn and, you know, uh, well, stuff like this is different. But, uh, (laughs) you you know, you can do all of these things where instead of having to put an ad in the paper, you can be doing it like this. You can be doing – there's a lot of creative ways to do things a lot cheaper than what you're doing just to get traction. Now, don't get me wrong, 
you know, at some point you have to, you know, as you scale up, you're going to spend more and more money to get things going. But until you get there, you got to survive. You got to be able to be profitable. You got to be able to pay your own bills. Yeah. I want to, I want to kind of isolate that caps and taps thing you mentioned because sure. I know you're, you're so used to talking about these all the time. <laughs> The, the people that are listening don't know what that means. So I want to, I want to help break that down. So when you're filling up this worksheet and I've already had somebody on our LinkedIn live, ask about this. And, and if you that worksheet, you just need to email me JD at the real Just say you were on the live. You want a copy of this worksheet. I'll make sure to get it to you. But what you want to do on that worksheet is first figure out what your current allocation percentages are. So yep. what are you allocating currently towards these four accounts of owner comp profit, tax and operational expenses. That's caps. So you're Mm -hmm. going to find out what your caps are, current allocation percentage. Then you're going to see in that chart, it has your taps, which are your target allocation percentages. And it's based on your annual revenue as a company. So if you're doing like Darren, you know, less than 250, or if you're doing between 250 and half a million or half a million and so forth, it tells you based on data. This is not Mike McCallowicks and Darren to just make this up. It's data to say, if you're doing this type of revenue, your target allocation percentage for profit should be X owner comp should be X percent tax should be X percent and, and operational expenses. Mm -hmm. But you, but that gap between caps and taps, I know when I started doing this was huge. It was huge because what I was doing and what I needed to do, there was this great chasm. And so what Darren's talking about right now is what with what he does with Prosperity Tree and CBMS is if you work with them or any other first professional is they will take a six quarters and they will move you incrementally from your caps to your taps. That's how you're going to find negative deposit. That's how you're going to have more cash flow in your business. Just incrementally moving because you're not going to go from caps to taps in one month. Right. It's, and it's by the way, while happen. I've got everybody, while I've got the floor, if you have a question and you're in the Zoom live, go get that Q and A bubble and ask the question. We can be happy to answer that live here. So if you're in Zoom, go to the Q and A bubble, ask the question, and our producer will send that question over to us and we'll ask it live. So, Darren, back to you. Okay. So once you figure those things out and you start working the program, like you said, it's it's six typically six to eight quarters to get you to where you need to be some people get there sooner some people can get there in four quarters some people can get there in three quarters but for the most part take six to eight to get to your target allocation percentages and and thank you jason because like you said i talk about it so much uh you know i forget uh that you know people i'm talking to don't necessarily understand what i'm talking about again i'm an accountant i want to sound smarter than everybody else so you know <laughs> do those things that's um, what i'm here for man i'm here for <laughs> <laughs> anyway so we're, we're working through that and everybody goes to me they all say the same thing well okay we're going to break out these these five accounts but you know what i collect sales tax and i'm always worried about making sure i pay sales tax great we're going to now create another account for sales tax so every dollar that comes in, we know there's sales tax that's got to come out of that, right? So we're gonna we're gonna take that money right off the top, move that to sales tax, and you know then and I do this. I have I have a, a client that calls me once a week, says this is how much money I made. What are my allocations? Because they want to do it this <laughs> week, and and we go okay, and you know we run through the numbers for them, and we say okay, put this much in this account, that account, this account, that account. And when sales tax comes up at the end of the quarter, it's there. 
it's there. And they're, and they're so happy because they're not chasing. It used to be always chasing. Oh my God, I'm not going to have enough for sales tax. Sales tax is going to wipe me out this month. I can't pay these other bills. These things happen. And I'm sure anybody who's listening has probably experienced this type of thing. But this is what the beauty of Profit First is, is you can break this stuff out. Everybody goes to me, what about, what's the difference between profit and owner's comp? Right? Because isn't profit owner's comp? No, it's not. Because owner's comp is if you're working in your business, and if you're working with Jason, you're going to work your way out of your business. So when you're working in your business, how much does it cost to replace you? That's your compensation. So we, we, we go with, all right, if you're the executive who's running a company, say you're a million-dollar company, and I take $150,000 a year salary for myself, you know, that's – if you walked away tomorrow, you'd have to pay somebody else close to that in order to run your company for you so you can go play golf or, or go fishing or whatever else you want to do on a regular basis – that's owner's comp. That's where we put in, okay, what's your compensation for running the company? Profit is a completely different thing. Profit is when we set our company up and we're working, that's what we expect to make. So everybody goes, well, what do you do with that? You, you, you take that money once a month or once a week, whatever. So profit's taken on a quarterly basis. So every quarter we look at our profit account and we go, yeah, I got a ton of money in my profit account. And then one of the things that we can do, and this is especially if we run into clients that have a lot of debt, you know, they'll take out a line of credit, they got huge credit cards, things like that. If they have a lot of debt, typically what we do is we say, okay, we're going to take 10% of what's in a profit account and you're going to take it. You're going to go out to dinner, you're going to go on a vacation, whatever you can do with that 10%, go treat yourself, right? Go celebrate. Great. You had a great quarter. You got some extra money. This is stuff that you've probably never experienced before as an entrepreneur. The other 90% will pay down debt with. So it'll get you debt free faster. And more times than not, you know, like when we started doing it, we had a line of credit, we had credit cards and we're always pulling and, and pushing and all that other stuff. Within the, the, the five, the first five quarters, we paid everything off and we were able to now sustain ourselves. We still borrow against it every once in a while. We still use the credit cards, but we pay everything down and we, and we keep ourselves to the point where we're always cash free. And guess what? More of that profit now is mine. So at the end of the quarter, now I'm taking, you know, 90% and I'm, and I'm actually leaving 10% in there, but you know, and a great example of that was we were moving to new offices. And when you move to a new office, a lot of other expenses, you know, setting up the network, moving costs, all of that stuff, the money was there. I didn't have to worry about it. I just utilized the debt portion of my profit account and we didn't have any problems. It was like not missing a beat. It didn't disrupt our daily flow of cash in order to operate our business. And that's where we want to get you with this, right? So by understanding where you're at and where you're going to, because Jason, I know, I'm sure you, because you, I've heard you talk about this. If you don't know where you're going, you're never going to get there, right? Yeah, that's so true. A whole part of our program is figuring out where you, where you, where do you want to be? 
you know, and that, that whole thing is, where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in 10 years? Well, we always say, what's your exit strategy? And most people are like, well, I just started my business. What, what do you mean? With, well, do you want to work this business for five years? And then, you know, as, as Jason teaches, everybody to be able to leave and have somebody else run their business and you can still make money? Or do you want to sell your business in five years or 10 years? Or do you want to pass it on to your kids? Let's set up now to get you to where you want to go. Because if you're just haphazardly walking around trying to figure out which way to go, you're never going to get there. Right? Well, let's do this, Darren. Let's let's break this down. So we've got from negative to positive, three simple steps to cash flow to improve your cash flow. So step one, because we've talked about a lot of stuff, but we didn't identify the steps. And I know right. a lot of people are like me. They're sequential thinkers. They went, okay, what, what do I got to do first? So out of everything we've talked about, what's step one? Okay. So step one is doing the instant assessment, figuring out where you're at. Because without step one, we can't figure out what step, you know, we, you can't figure out, okay, how do you go about step two and three? All right. All right. And if you want to do that instant assessment, like I said, email me JD at the real Jason and I'll make sure that you get this. Darren's going to give me a copy. I'll mm-hmm. share it with you. And then you can also get in touch with Darren as well. So number one, we got to do the instant assessment because we got to know where we are. You can't right. decide where you're going to go until you know mm-hmm. ours. So let's figure out where we are right now. And just like somebody on the LinkedIn live already asked, they want to get a copy of that sheet. We could get you that sheet. So what's yep. step two? Okay, step two is making the commitment to to commit to uh, working profit first. All right, being able to say, hey, you know what, I'm going to break this out. I'm going to make this commitment because it is a commitment. And it's not, you know, I'm not sitting here going, rah, rah, this is going to change your life tomorrow. And because it doesn't, Jason, you've experienced it. It doesn't happen overnight, but it will happen. And you can see you can see a difference almost immediately, but you don't feel the effects of the difference for a period of time. But it does work. It absolutely does work. Uh, you know, and one of the things is when we get to the end too, uh, you know, the first 10 people that email me that saw me on the webinar, I will send them a free copy of Profit First, uh, the Kindle version. Okay. That's a good offer, man. That's a good yeah. offer. You, everybody needs to read that book. I'm yeah. telling you, I'm, I'm telling you, everybody who asks Jason, what's your favorite business book, Profit First? Profit By, First. Because it's tactical. It's, yep. It speaks directly to what we all need to deal with. Now, there are other books I really like, like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and I, mm-hmm. I, I like uh, Never Split the Difference. But in yep. terms of his, you know, like tactical book, everybody needs to read that. So yeah. we've got Step one, do the instant assessments. Mm-hmm. Two, you got to make the commitment to profit first. And you got to read the book. You got to read the book. You got to right. know what it is because it's not sales minus expenses equals profit. It's sales minus profit equals expenses. And making that shift men- mentally, it's a mindset shift, just like right. we talked about earlier. So now, what do we do next? What's that third step that leads okay. us to that, this negative positive? That, that third step is putting it into practice. Is actually from a, from a, a realistic standpoint, because look, as business owners, because we've all done this, Jason, as business owners, we look at ourselves in rose colored glasses. We think we're better than we are. We think we're cooler than we are. We think we're more successful. Than we are. Let's get down to reality. 
when you sit down and really look at yourself and your business and you go, wait a second, I'm not as profitable as I thought I was. Look, money's coming in every month and I'm making the bills and I'm figuring out how to move money around and, and get people paid. And I'm only, you know, staring at the ceiling at 3 a.m. two nights a week instead of, you know, four nights a week trying to figure out how to do it. Do you want to sleep all night long? I love sleeping all night long and that's what I do. Right. Because I know I never worry about the money. The money's always there because I can open up my my app on my phone and I can see right there. I got everything covered, but you got to put it into practice and you got to make the like I said, the commitment is, OK, I'm going to make the change and I'm going to read profit first. And look, if you don't like profit first and it's not for you. If you do something similar to that, because look, a lot of businesses do this now, right? They'll set up a payroll account, they'll set up a sales tax account, and they have their operating account. If you're happy living like that and it's actually working for you, you know, I applaud you. But if you really want to get the most out of your company and put the money in your pocket, because, you know, and, and the thing is, you don't even have to put the money in your pocket, you can put it in your employees' pockets, too. You can give out bonuses. You can do other things. You can get them health insurance, things that you could never do before. You can do because you're allocating the dollars for it. But the third step is really doing a deep dive into your company, looking at all your expenses, everything that you pay for, and say, the, you know, and this is one of the things I always say is, do I really need this in order to operate my business? Or is it a convenience? Because we'll, we'll justify it. We can justify anything. And when you're doing this, bring somebody in from the outside that is objective, who, who doesn't have a stake in, okay, uh, you know, is this going to hurt me or not? Because even, even, you know, Parkinson, part of Parkinson's law they talk about too, is that once you have something, you don't want to let it go. Right? So you bought that's that. Second, what was that? Yeah, that's the second, that's the second side of Parkinson's. There's two Parkinson's right. law. One is a task will consume the time allotted, which is what you right. talked about already. And then the mm-hmm. second one is a luxury once enjoyed soon becomes a necessity, which is right. what exactly. about. And that, and that's exactly it. Right. So, you know, we'll go out, we'll buy a fancy car and we're like, okay, uh, you know, I'm paying $3,000 a month for this car. And then all of a sudden the money dries up and you're like, okay, what do I got to get rid of? And you, you look at everything, but the car, that's a luxury car, $3,000 a month. You could probably get rid of that, get something a lot cheaper and you'd be very well off in doing that. And that would help you. But we, as from, and it's an ego standpoint, right? We all like our toys. We all like our things. You know, Jason, you and I've had the discussion. We like our motorcycles. We like this. We like that. Uh, That's right. You know, we don't want to get rid of that stuff because, you know, once we have it, we're like, okay, it's, it's mine. I don't want to let it go. So you got to really sit down and, and be realistic because even, I would rather, and I say, I have this client that I've been working with now for a few months, very large client. They do about $15 million a year. I keep telling the owner the same thing. I'd rather be a $10 million company that makes $2 million than a $15 million company that loses two. Because sometimes we look at the wrong things. And what we have to do is we have to look under the hood to make sure the engine is running the right way. And the only way to do that is to really do a deep dive into your expenses 
and say, is this really a necessity or is it a convenience? And you have to be real about it. You know, and it's sometimes well, that's a great point. And I think that's probably um, some stuff that we that, that the audience needs to hear right now is that here's the thing. Revenue is not a measurement of success. Right. Absolutely. Profit is a measure of success. So you can come to me and say, oh, I got a $10 million company. That's great. Congratulations. And people don't usually hit 10 million. People don't go over 5 million. I mean, I think it's a majority of businesses never reach a million. But if you really want to impress me, tell me what your bottom line net net profit percentage is. I don't need to know the number. The number's irrelevant because that's going to be, but if you could come and say, Hey, I've got a 30 net margin. That's impressive. Right. If you've got a 50% net, and I'm not talking about gross. And this is right. actually a question that I think we should answer, but like gross margin is your, you know, your real revenue is really right. what we're talking about is how mm-hmm. much it costs to do it. But your net, that's what the impressive thing. That's what we as entrepreneurs need to be chasing is we need to be chasing right. that net margin at the end of the day and everybody's paid how much money is left over. And if there's 15, 20, 30, 40% of your money left over, Mm-hmm. Congratulations, golf clap for you, man, because right. that's what we want. Ten million, but you lose two, not impressive. Not impressive. So, so, so Darren, do this because I had I have a client. We just talked about mm-hmm. this at our mastermind event last week, and we were asking him some questions, and he he was looking for some advice. And he said, and, and one of the questions I asked back was, "Well, what's your gross margin so that we know how much money there is to deal with? Like, what are we right. what are we dealing with here?" not top line, but gross margin. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Oh, you know, he, he said the number and I'm like, Holy, you know, okay. So what does that mean? And he said, right. no, no, that's at the end of the day. I said, well, I, we need to know what's above the line. So could you explain right. to everybody in simple terms, what gross margin versus net margin is? Sure. Absolutely. And I, you know, I started talking about it earlier to get to our real revenue. So gross margin is, and I'll take it from a manufacturing standpoint. I have a manufacturing company that I work with, and, you know, we're always looking at the gross margin. So the manufacturing company, you know, will say for, for you know, for this uh, exercise, they make thumbtacks, okay? So the gross margin is the sales number. So you sell this one thumbtack, you sell 100 thumbtacks with $3, say, okay? Well, to make those 100 thumbtacks, what do I need? Well, I need the plastic and I need the mold, right? I need the plastic and I need the machine that I can pour the plastic into to, uh, you know, create, to, to create the mold. And then I need this little pin here. So this is all what we call cost of goods sold. All of this stuff. Now, on top of that is the electricity that runs that particular machine, manufacturing, that, that, you know, they'll do that. The cost of the machine itself won't be included in that, okay, because that's a balance sheet item. And, again, I'm throwing accounting things around. But what you're going to look at is all the parts in here, what it cost me for these parts to make that $3 item. So say it cost me, you know, a buck of plastic and pins, but then the labor it takes to do it. So you got somebody, is it, is it an automated machine or is there somebody actually working the machine? Typically there's somebody always working the machine, right? So how much does it cost you in that? So that labor is what we call direct labor. That goes into our cost of goods sold. 
And then anything else that's directly related to either the acquisition or the shipment of this. So if we're now shipping this out and the packaging that it goes in, all of those things, those are direct costs in order to create the product. So if it, you know, you sell it for $3 and it costs you $1.50 to make it, your gross margin is $1.50. Now, with your gross margin, you pay all your other things. You pay your rent, you pay electric, you pay your payroll for uh, your, your office people, yourself, uh, you know, salespeople, all of those type of things. You know, your insurances, all that stuff falls below the line. You talked about above the line and below the line. Okay, uh, so when you look at a, a profit and loss statement, you'll see sales, then you'll see cost of goods sold, you'll see gross margin, okay, or gross profit, and then you'll see expenses. And expenses typically are those things that we really have control over that aren't directly related to the sale, to the, to the manufacturing of the item that we're making. Does that make sense? Makes sense to me. So uh, to reiterate that is we would say whatever, whatever revenue you receive mm-hmm. minus the direct cost to deliver that product or service, right. not all the, all the related costs because the, mm-hmm. the costs below the line are, you know, you've got electricity and rent, as you said, you have your administrative assistant, you've got all the, but like if you deliver it and then you have a direct cost in order to deliver it, the difference what's left over, that's your gross margin. And then your right. net, I, you know, by process of elimination is after everything's paid. Yeah. Now what's left over in the net? Like, what do you bring into the boat at the end of the day? How much you bring in the boat? That is net net margin. Right. right. So, so in, in the case of uh, your client, right. That taught you, well, his gross margin was great, but his, if his net's negative, there's something in between there that really has to be looked at. Right. And that's what the real revenue. So you're starting your gross margin, your gross profit is your real revenue. That's where we're starting. If you're negative after you after you consume all of your real revenue, then that's where we have to look. We have to look. Are we spending too much on insurance? Are we, and insurance rates right now are going through the roof. Right. And too many times this is one of the things that we we do as we get lazy. Right. We don't want to have to chase things. We don't want to have to look at things. I implore you, like, we look at it once a quarter, but at least once a year, you should shop your insurance. You should always be shopping insurance because I find that, and, and, and I have a, a, a stable of insurance companies that I work with now, you know, insurance brokers that I work with, and I know based on the industries that they, ca- they capture where I can get the best prices. So I point my, my clients all the time, hey, Go get a bid here. Go get a bid there. Go get a bid there. And more times than not, when we first walk through the door, we can save the money on that. It's always looking to to maximize your profits by minimizing your expenses. Yeah, it may take a little effort at times, uh, but if you're only doing it once a year, and look, you can do insurance. Say you do insurance in March. Then you can do, you know, uh, you can shop car insurance or you can shop uh, some other expenses in June then you, you don't have to do it all at once. You can do it a little at a time. Don't overwhelm yourself with trying to get this stuff done because if you overwhelm your stuff, after a while, you're just going to say, forget it, it's too much work. Yeah, so and, uh, as I think Franklin said, 
a penny saved is a penny earned. So yes. if you can save a dollar, you're earning a dollar at the bottom line. And the whole point of this webinar is to get you from negative to positive. How do you go right. from negative to positive? And you don't necessarily have to go out and create new revenue to do that. <laughs> you can just look at your expenses. Now, I've got a question that came in through LinkedIn. Um, he's mentioning, he's referencing, Michael's asking, you referenced that you had 13 accounts for your end, for your particular business. Right. Can you give us a sense of what those other accounts beyond the first five with income, profit, owner comp, taxes, and, and uh, OPEX, what are those other accounts? So we, we created a bonus pool account, okay, for, for our clients. We created a charity account because there's so much of our, every dollar that we bring in that we give to charity. Okay. Uh, you know, so all of these different things can be set up multiple, multiple ways. Uh, you know, we have, I have two different tax accounts uh, for two different tax categories that I pay into uh, for myself and then, uh, you know, for, for another portion of, of the business. So I just want to break this stuff out and, you know, owner's comp, instead of having the owner's comp account, I have a payroll account instead of that. So you can add whatever you need. I have, I'll give you one example. This is a great account for this. A moving company, they get a number of claims when they do moving. Somebody says, oh, you nicked my furniture. You did this. You did that. It's going to cost $200 to fix. They created a claims account, right? So every dollar they know based on on their history, they know that every dollar that they bring in, it's a half a penny that has to go into the claims account that they pay out in claims, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, so you, you can create it for whatever you want. We have some, you know, like I said, you know, we, we put these bonus accounts and we, we have some other things that we're doing uh, that we created for our own company, you know, so we can make sure that everything is covered. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the type where I like everything spread out as much as possible. So I break it out. So when you look at some people, they'll put all of this stuff into OPEX, for example. I have, uh, you know, one of the ones that we have is a subscription renewal account. So, you know, as an accounting firm, every year we have different tax softwares and we have different softwares that we're using. And this is what's, you know, what's big with pretty much every business now is you have a lot of subscriptions that we pay on an annual basis. We like to pay them on an annual basis, We'd rather pay them on an annual basis than a monthly. So we have a subscription account that we put, we dump our money into every, every month. So when the subscription comes due, boom, we just sweep it from that account. It's not like, oh man, this month we got, you know, we got to pay $3,000 for this software for the year. So, you know, and so that's, that, that's good. Yeah. You know, he, he's asking for like marketing, insurance and payroll. Uh, marketing yeah. insurance would, would be an OPEX account, generally speaking, I would think. Generally speaking, payroll. but Workman's Comp, Maybe. I have, yeah, I have, I have a couple of companies that uh, they, they have a separate Workman's Comp account. Uh, you know, they're in an industry where the Workman's Comp insurance is huge. So they always want to make sure that they can cover their premiums. So they have a separate Workman's Comp account. You can do that. Like I said, it, it, it's really up to you. And what works for you? Some people get crazy with the accounts. And I, I think the most we've ever had is 21. And then we actually scaled it back. Uh, we, you know, we 
in conference with the clients. They were like, yeah, you know what? I don't really need that there. I can move this in and move this out. Uh, you know, we have a, another, we work with Amazon DSPs and one of the things that Amazon DSPs, uh, for those of you who don't know, the Amazon trucks that run around, they're not owned by Amazon. They're owned by independent uh, contractors that own the routes. Okay. So these vehicles, they lease uh, and they have to return and they have to return them in pristine condition. Otherwise, they get hit with huge money. So I have a couple of Amazon DSPs where we have a repair account set up where they put money away from the day they get the truck until they have to return it. This way, if they have, you know, they got, you know, fifteen or $20,000 worth of damage that needs to be repaired on the vehicle, they can do it and just hand it in. And they're not. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of different ways that we can utilize this. So I, I think that the thing I would say as somebody who's done this for years now is, you know, start with those five. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I ran my my uh, my coaching business for the last couple of years with just one account because mm-hmm. I was not following my own advice. But and I got my own excuses. But I just now set everything up the right way with Darren mm-hmm. uh, and having an accountant slash bookkeeper who understands this certainly helps. Uh, yeah. My banker understands it because with my other companies, we've been doing it for years. So when I said, hey, I need to set up four accounts, they knew what I was talking about. I said, here's what I want them to be named. The biggest thing I've got now is my old account that I was using for everything is now my income account. And I'm mm-hmm. not going to write checks out of that account or pay bills out of that account anymore. So I threw away the checkbook. I'm going to be ordered new checkbooks our new checkbook with my OPEX account. Cause that's the only, essentially the only account I'll be paying any bills out of because right. the idea is for when owner comp, when I take owner comp out of the owner comp account, I move it from owner comp into OPEX and then out. Right. And if I'm going to pay taxes, I move it from tax OPEX and then out. If I'm going to pay profit, I take it for profit to move it to move it to OPEX and pay out. So there's only one account that I would be and paying people out of only one account where money goes into. And then if we could, maybe, maybe this is a good place to wrap up the discussion. The profit first system teaches us that on the 10th and 25th of the month Mm -hmm. is when you sit down and you take everything out of the income and move it into the accounts according to what your percentage allocations are. Is that right? Yeah. So the, the, the general guidelines is twice a month, you'll move the money out of the income account into, you know, the, the separate accounts. Now, when you first start out, that may not work. You may, as you're getting money in, you got money going out and things like that. So uh, I do have clients where we're doing it on a weekly basis. We're moving money for them on a weekly basis. That's how we're starting them out. And then we eventually we get them to the 10th and the 25th because as you build these accounts up and the money is there, it's less pressure of, okay, I got to pay this bill. I got to do this. And now we've got everything cleaned up where, you know what? You can let money sit in the income account for 14 days before you have to move it it's not going to bother you not to move it right away. Uh, you know, so, you know, these, these, are, and you hit it right on the head, Jason, it's, this is just a change in the way that we're doing things, but we're not going to make you do it in a radical way. And the other thing I want to encourage everybody to do is reach out to a profit first professional, you know, we'll work with you on setting these things up. We'll actually, there's a couple of different ways that we can work for you, work with you just guiding you on how to do it but also become your accountability partner. It's so important that you have an accountability partner. It's funny now because I have some clients that won't move anything unless they get my clearance first from the, from the income account. 
okay, it's the 10th. I'm going to move this. And this is what I want to move. Are you okay with that? It's, it's actually, you know, when I think about it, sometimes it's actually funny. I said in the beginning, when we first started this thing, I have a client that calls me every Tuesday. This is how much money I'm, I'm putting into the account today. Where, how do I break it up? And, you know, it's, and we go through it with them every week, but you get at that accountability partner. That's going to kind of hold you to what you're doing. Yeah. So what I would say is that uh, to everybody as we kind of wrap up our, our episode for today is if you've got any questions, now's your time. This is, we're about to wrap things up, but is to reach out to a profit first professional. I would highly recommend Darren. That's how I actually found him is I reached out through the profit first uh, group. And I said, Hey, for somebody, they introduced me to him. Uh, really like this guy and he's doing a great job for me. So I would recommend that. So Darren, how would people get in touch with you? Okay. So they can get in touch with me a couple of different ways. Uh, they can email me at D at cbms.co or Darren at my prosperity We just created that email account. So, uh, that's new. You can go to my website, cbms.co, uh, my prosperity and, you know, just click on the contact uh, field and fill that out, and that will that will get to me. Uh, you can actually call us at 844-987-CBMS. That's 844-987-CBMS. Uh, you know, or you can reach out to me on LinkedIn or Facebook or, you know, I think Twitter, too. We have a Twitter uh, thing and, and all that fun stuff, too. Uh, yeah, so Darren, so, yeah. Darren's easy to get in touch with. Now, we did have a question come in in the chat. What's the cost range? And I know that everything's a little bit specific to the type of business, but is that a question mm-hmm. that uh, you can answer? Look, you, you can you can start a program, uh, and again, it depends on the on the professional that you're working with. The profit first professional. Everybody has different pricing and how they do things, and it really depends on the services that are going to be delivered. Uh, you know, I've seen some programs where, you know, it's, it's as little as a hundred dollars a month, depending on the size of your company. Uh, you know, but it, it, it goes from there and it really goes down to how much, how much services are we going to provide? Uh, you know, a typical bookkeeping client, you know, you're going to start at, you know, that, that six fifty range, uh, to handle all your books and get profit first, uh, coaching and support. Yeah, so I have a I have a client that was asking a question about that this morning mm-hmm. on, on our on our chat with our mastermind session about he was thinking about hiring he had a bookkeeper just leave to go take another job so he was wondering do I hire another keeper full time do I really need that and what I told him I said well of course it depends on everybody's situation but if you look at what the price range that you just gave and let's mm-hmm. say it's six fifty just for sake of conversation right. you can't hire a full time person who who can do all this stuff no. for that amount of money. What you no, won't get by sourcing it is you're not going to get a person in the office. That's, of course, right. uh, sometimes it's a comforting thing to know, hey, I can go ask them a question at any moment. But what you do get is somebody who is trained and certified in this particular area and can give you <clears throat> professional advice on all the things that, that they're doing for you. And, mm-hmm. and for your sake, you're actually an accounting firm, too, so you can do accounting if you wanted to right. with Darren's firm. So highly recommend what they've got going on there. Uh, I want to give you the opportunity to any last words before I give some special announcements at the end, make sure you do tell them about how to get that, that uh, copy of the free, the free copy of the book for the first 10 people that reach out. Yeah. So for the first 10 people who email me and you can email me at Darren at my The first 10 people, I'll send you a Kindle copy of profit first uh, for nothing. 
We'll get that right over to you. And I'm also going to throw in a free uh, half-hour session, uh, to, you know, to so give you a little background and uh, find out about what you're doing and give you some advice on how you can proceed. Okay? Yeah, well, Darren, so, this, has been, uh, this has been great, man. Thank you for doing that. Everybody needs to take advantage of this. So, Darren, this is good info, man. Thank you for helping me with my books. Thank you for helping everybody today. I appreciate you being on the show. And uh, it's been an honor to talk to you today. Well, thank you, Jason. I really appreciate it. It's been an honor for me to be here. I really love doing this stuff. And like you, I love helping people. And that's what this is all about. And that's what we're all about. And and that's one of our immutable laws. And you know that. And we'll talk about that, too. If you call me, I'll tell you all about immutable laws. (laughs) So. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for doing this. Now, before you uh, log out of this, I have a couple of really interesting announcements to make for everybody. So listen really closely. Number one, if you like the production value of what you see right now, I want you to go to deskrig.com, D-E-A-R-I-G.com. And the wonderful Garen Parkins, who's our producer on the back end, this is what he does. Like, isn't this pretty cool how he's, he's in the back end? I'm not managing any of this stuff. Like all the ways the screens are changing and Darren pops up and then I pop up and it goes together. Like he's doing all that on the back end. So if you do anything like this, you need desk rig. So reach out to desk rig. Now our primary sponsor of entrepreneur master series live webinars is story. O R Y Y. And if you are looking to figure out how to get onto social media better to do better social media content, you need to check out Story. Now, fun fact, and here's the special announcement, is that Story, the founder of Story, and one of his top people in his company, are going to be our guest experts on the next EMS webinar. So you want to make sure that you register for that. So go to therealjasonduncan.com slash EMS and make sure that you're registered for all of these live webinars We've got Darren, uh, uh, Darren was here today. We've got Gavin, uh, I can't even talk. We've got Connor Snyder, who is the founder of Story, and his employee, Devin Gillen. I'll get it out in a minute. But they're going to be here on February the 8th at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. We're going to do an hour, hour and a half on how to do better social content, how to make better videos, what you can do to begin getting influence on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and Facebook, wherever you happen to play They are the chief sponsor of the Entrepreneur Master Series, and you can get a free video edit between now and then. If you just go to the Duncan.com slash story, if you just go there right now, they'll do a free edit of any video for you, a short form video, of course, and let you test it out to see what it's like. And then you can show up at the next webinar on February 8th. And we can talk about it. And you can actually ask questions about how your video went. What's the best way to post it? How do you hashtags? How do you do for your, how do you do the description and the content? All of this is going to be the subject of our next live webinar, the secrets to creating the best social media videos on the planet. So you don't want to miss that February 8th at 3.30. Make sure you're registered for that. Once again, I want to thank uh, Darren for being here and sharing knowledge about how to go from negative to positive. This has been a great, great information. And then the final thing I want to say to my entrepreneur friends out there, listen, do you want to exit the daily operations of your business and stop having a high paying job? I mean, face it, a lot of entrepreneurs are just high paid job owners. They're not business owners. If you want to figure out how to get to that next step where you're not operating your business full time, but other people can run it for you and you don't lose a single cent in profit, I want to show you how to do that. I've got a free training that I've 
put together that you can take right now. It's a 45 minute free training. All you got to do is go to jasonduncancoaching.com. Then you can watch the free 45 minute webinar shows you how to take five simple shifts to move yourself out of owner operator to owner investor completely free. Go to jasonduncancoaching.com. I know that was a lot of, a lot of, uh, <laughs> of URLs, but you can go check it out. Any of those things, but more than anything else, Make sure you're here for the next EMS live webinar on February the 8th at 3.30 p.m. Until then, that was Darren Saifi, Garen Parkins behind the scenes. I'm the real Jason Duncan, and Jesus is king. See you next time. podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.